Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Commercial with a state podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other sometimes host, Matt Scalina. Yeah, and I guess I'll say sometimes host too, because I'm seldom on here. I've been, it's been a few weeks. While you were away, I was on here. Yeah. And then uh, in some of the earlier episodes, I joined Corey. Right. But I got to say, you and Corey, I think have a better rapport on the mics. (laughs) This is speaking of delegating. So we we should say there's a couple of delegating things going on here. One is Corey is not in Vancouver. He's in Kelowna, I believe. Flew the coop. Apparently on business. His Instagram suggests otherwise. Yeah. Last week of August, Corey is not in town. That's all we'll say about that. And he's delegated this to us. The first thing I did was I checked Nickelback's tour list because I was like, where, where is Corey actually? Because I don't know if he's working. Anyway, go on. Yeah, no, I was going to say the second delegation is who's the sometimes host here. I feel like I'm yeah, rapport building, whatever it is. You're masterful. Corey and I, Corey and I are, are, are masterful at this yeah. Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast. But I really think with a little bit of effort, you could, you could, you could be right up there with us. You guys are like two peas in a pot. I don't want to, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But we've got a fantastic show today. We have Jeff Brown. I don't know much about Jeff you, you, other than the fact that he's an amazing agent in Kelowna. He's he's running the William Wright they, commercial they call crew him, out there. They call him downtown Jeff Brown. Oh, that uh, makes sense. Downtown Jeff Brown. He's a Kelowna commercial broker. Basically, we had him on. It was Corey and I. This is a fantastic conversation for all things commercial real estate, Kelowna, what's hot, why, where we're going. A lot of, you know, I did pour a little bit of, uh, you know, a wet blanket on things a little bit when we talked about the fires and and what this looks like, not only for this summer and fall, but also moving forward. That's it. How they're conceiving of kind of fire season impact in Kelowna. But we're talking, it's a far reaching conversation and it's a great one. And downtown Jeff Brown, man, he's, he's a good, he's a good guest, entertaining guy. Heard he fought an orca. Uh, uh, Wait, wait for that. Wait wait for that. that. He's fought, he's fought a whale. We just don't know which type it is. Yeah. No, I can't recall. But uh, it was at SeaWorld. (laughs) Stay tuned. No, actually, we don't know. We don't know anything. I did watch the video. The story's on the show. It's very good. I just can't remember what kind of whale it was. Right. But he's a very impressive guy, originally from Burnaby. Nice. Nice. There you go. Well, hey, before we get to that, because this is the interesting thing for me, we had um, on our show, Vancouver Real Estate Podcast, we had CEO of Mission Group, Jonathan Friesen on the program a few months back. That's right. Pre-fire season, I should say. Um, We also had James Moore. He is a long-range planner at the city of Kelowna. Phenomenal guest. We we did those episodes back-to-back and talking about the future of the Kelowna and the Okanagan. Huge response from people throughout the Lower Mainland and also just throughout BC and Canada in, in general. Lots of positive feedback on those episodes. You know, we still have so much excitement about that region, but that is the number one thing on everyone's mind right now is with these fires, with the smoke, you got to question what happens with the Okanagan moving forward, climate change. These are all real questions in real estate. Absolutely. It's something to think about and great conversation with downtown Jeff Brown. 
Yeah, you know, I've always wanted to have a last name that that could make me a downtown. Well, the other thing is, apparently, Jeff Brown's name, when you if you go around downtown, it's all Jeff Brown, so it just works really well. And Magic, we should say before we get to our conversation with Jeff Brown today that we are sponsored by Impact Commercial Lending with over 50 years of combined lending experience for all your commercial lending needs. Visit Impact Commercial at impactcommercial.ca. These guys have been on the show. Yes. If you have not heard... Huge fan of Alan. If you have not heard Alan on this show, go back and listen. Dynamite episode. Absolutely. But without further ado, why don't we cut to today's episode with Jeff Brown. Okay, so we're here with Jeff Brown, team lead from the William Wright Commercial Office in Kelowna. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you guys? Very good, very good. We were just talking about the smoke. Yeah. Vancouver actually has a, a rating right now where you're apparently not supposed to run outside even though it's clear. And I was looking at a place in the interior and it actually seems like it's clearing up. Is that is that the case in Kelowna? Yeah, we've thankfully been able to get a little bit of reprieve recently. We had some cooler temperatures and, you know, a little bit of rainfall. I don't think, you know, enough in certain areas to maybe do what needs to be done to really, you know, make a big impact. But, you know, we've had some, you know, some pretty tough times in the surrounding area recently. And, uh, and we've definitely seen a little bit of clearing, you know, we can see the hillsides, which is, which is great. And hopefully for the people who have, you know, respiratory issues, they've also seen a little bit of reprieve, but it's been a battle this year. Definitely. And you know what, Jeff, we've done a, a number of these podcasts and we always start with the same question, which I, it was on my mind, the fires, but uh, maybe can we back up and, and you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was born and raised in Vancouver in, in Burnaby and actually started uh, my you know employment career in, in the restaurant business with Earl's and Joey's you know, over 25 years ago and did that for, for quite some time. And then met my wife in Calgary and we're planning on moving back to Vancouver. And that became a little bit of a, a challenge trying to make a go of it out there. And I had some, some great connections in the commercial business out in Kelowna. And we decided to you know, move the family out here. And five years ago, it was still affordable to, to purchase for, uh, for new home buyers. It's become a little bit more challenging as of late. But um, made that move out here just over five years ago and got into commercial brokerage business and really haven't looked back. Really enjoyed it. I love, love living in Kelowna. Provides some really great work-life balance, which I think people are getting to take notice of, <laughs> which is why we've seen the drastic increase in activity, pricing, and, and people moving out here. But really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and Met Corey over at William Wright just uh, over a year ago and started up with William Wright in December and things have been going fantastically well. We got, uh, you know, an office of, of five individuals now over the course of the past eight months and really the sky's the limit for us out here and in the, in the, in the Okanagan in general. And when Jeff says a good work-life balance... Good luck getting him on the phone past two o'clock. That's just how Kelowna works. It's 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 more like a it's more like a life work balance. Like, it's like, well, Jeff, we're, we're thrilled to have you. 
Oh, well, thanks. Thanks. Happy to be here. Yeah, you know what? And and word on the street is your your nickname's Downtown Jeff Brown, so you must be doing something right if uh, <laughs> if you dominate the downtown. We were, we were talking before <laughs> we went on, and I said to him, I said, oh, yeah, Downtown Jeff Brown. You get a property downtown, whether it has to be sold or leased, you put Jeff's names on, consider it done. <laughs> you, you, can, you, can, you can cash that check the day that sign goes up. <laughs> Downtown Jeff I'll Brown at your it. services. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, that nickname has followed me, I think, for a while everywhere I go. <laughs> so, so Jeff, I'm curious. You've been in Kelowna five years. You know, we've talked a lot about Kelowna over, say, the last year, year and a half on the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast and on the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast because it just seems to be the changes are so dramatic, right? Can you talk a little bit about the major changes you've seen in the last five years in Kelowna? Yeah, I mean, the one thing about Kelowna, just with the lake on one, you know, the, the large lake on one side and the mountains on the other, is that, um, you know, it, we have always faced a, a bit of a challenge with, you know, supply, you know, land supply. And with Kelowna becoming more and more of a focal point for industries and wanting to come up here, where everybody's fighting over the same, you know, plots of land. And so it really has nowhere to go when you have that much demand and limited supply, except up. And I think a lot of, you know, asset classes, we've felt the same type of, you know, pressure and increases, especially on the industrial side of things, like an industrial land in Kelowna. You know, I've spoken with Corey about this before, like the delta between the land prices in Vancouver to Kelowna, that's shrinking, you know, almost seems like by the month. So, you know, even you know, you know, retail office, I think office still, you know, is, is, is highly sought after in, in Kelowna because of, due to the pandemic, people are looking for that work-life balance. And if there's going to be, you know, shorter hours or, or limited hours, where do people want to spend their time if they can work remotely and still be close to, you know, the larger, you know, metropolis like Vancouver and Kelowna helps provide that. And that's why I think we're starting to see more and more people making that transition and considering Kelowna as a viable option for their businesses. Well, I think one one thing our listeners may or may not, you know, completely understand, when you look at the, sort of the housing market in the lower mainland, it, almost if you drop a rock in Vancouver, the ripples get smaller and smaller out as it goes. And that's traditionally kind of like how your pricing model works. The highest prices sort of fall in the greater Vancouver area, and then as it gets out to Abbotsford, they get smaller. In commercial, it's not necessarily the same. You talk about the industrial demand. What type of lease rates would you see in Kelowna right now, say for a, you know a two or three thousand square foot industrial space? I mean, it ranges now somewhere between twelve to eighteen bucks a foot. You know, for for new construction, a lot of these developers they need to make up the land costs, and you know, with you know construction costs going up, those things get transferred on to the end user, and so we're definitely starting to see you know industrial rates creep into the mid to high teens in certain areas for sure. And this is, that's to my point, those same numbers would be yeah. almost the same lease rates you'd find in Coquitlam. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have people coming up here and, and looking for their businesses. And we've definitely heard the comments that this is how much I would pay yeah. <laughs> in a, in a similar market down in, you know, in, in, you know, Chilliwack or, you know, Langley or that, you know, that sort of thing. But uh, they're not getting, you know, necessarily the same, you know, they're coming up here looking for value and they're finding out that, you know, it's, very close to, you know, to the same as what they're paying in other markets, you know, close to the lower mainland. And that just goes to speak to the demand and the growth that Kelowna is going through. I think recently there was a report that came out in 2022 that Kelowna saw over a 2% population growth, which I think at that time was the fourth fastest growing city in Canada. And I think when you're looking now, what Kelowna seems like they've done a really, really good job is there's so much infrastructure in Kelowna now. You can live, you can work, you can vacation there. 
And it's almost becoming a secondary market to Vancouver and Victoria, which that never came on the radar, not even five years ago. So there's so much infrastructure coming into Kelowna and there's so many different industries now that are supporting in that supporting that city and thriving in that city that you're getting a really good balance of industry up there that can easily support this stuff and support these prices that you're not sort of getting that shaky type of market or frothy market in the long haul that is really supported by oil and gas money. And if that market leaves, everyone's done. You're getting tons and tons of industry come there right now. And I think Jeff's point there to the lease rates of what they're seeing up there and similar to what we see down here, it just goes to speak the demand in that local market. That's a really interesting point. So industrial in Kelowna is kind of similar to certain kind of areas in the lower mainland. And it seems to me like industrial is is hot across the board right now, right? Can we talk a little bit about what other asset classes have been kind of on fire and how those compare? I'm kind of curious to hear how those compare to Vancouver and we can use Corey as well if you're not as familiar with the rates in Vancouver. Well, I think, I mean, if we're talking, you know, lease rates, you're still finding lots of people looking for, you know, you know, retail space, ground floor retail space, having some storefront presence. There's still, you know, high demand for that where we really see a lot of, um, you know, activity is on the sales side of things. So whether it's office office strata or retail strata, industrial strata, of course, we've already talked about industrial, but if you have a chance to buy, you know, strata ownership, there's large demand for, for, for that right now, whether it be office or retail. People are understanding more and more that, you know, you can pay a landlord or you can pay yourself, you know, the rents. And if they've identified Kelowna as a market long term, then there's definitely value and appreciation in that piece of real estate moving forward. And so we're starting to see more and more people understanding that. And it's stretching across all three asset classes as opposed to, you know, just the industrial or retail, you know, even even on the office side of things, you're definitely feeling lots of demand and and, inventory is not lasting very long, even in that market. Or that asset class, sorry. Right. So further to Jeff's point about the strata office demand, we had actually purchased a strata unit up there for ourselves, for our William Wright office. But unfortunately, Jeff's team was doing so much business so quickly that we were forced to pivot and get a bigger office before that project even completed. And when we bought the property, we were anticipating, you know, if we ever had to pivot and rent it out, that we might get somewhere between $16 and $18 a foot for it. So we ended up assigning the contract to a really good client of ours. Jeff takes on the leasing of it, calls me probably a month after they've put it up for lease and goes, I got a great deal done for the client. I'm thinking in my head, okay, you know, 20 bucks a foot, 18 bucks a foot. Good job, Jeff. Yeah. He's like, we got a five-year deal, $25 escalating to 27. There was probably about 30 seconds of nothing on the phone (laughs) as I was like, curling up as a ball in my office <laughs> crying, realizing this property is worth about 200000 more than we just gave it away for. But that just goes to speak to the demand of not only the industrial, but also the office class in that area. Right. Mm-hmm. Man, you do right by your clients. Well, it's, it's downtown Jeff Brown, which is also like, you know, office industrial Jeff Brown. You got an acre to sell. It's, you know, one thing, Jeff, maybe that we can touch base on too, just showing that the, the incremental increase in that marketplace there, industrial land three years ago five years ago recent transaction how is the volume of that asset class which is hot everywhere in the province how much is an acre of industrial land sold for say five years ago and then maybe bring us to date of how much an industrial piece of acreage would sell for today uh well when i first got into 
the market, you know, industrial land was going for anywhere between, you know, 700,000 an acre to, you know, 1.2. And that was close out by, you know, airport business park area that's always had, you know, a you know, strong demand and, and some higher pricing. The same property that I had represented the buyer on, you know, three years ago that we bought or the, you know, the client bought for 700,000 an acre. They just sold that for about $2 million an acre, you know, in like out by past the airport, out by Lake country. So, and we're looking at industrial property now. And if you get highway exposure, you're looking at anywhere between, you know, 1.8 to almost 3 million an acre. If it fits the needs of the end user, it's hard to find, you know, larger than, you know, an acre to, you know, multiple acre parcels. And yeah, so what we're seeing on, on the industrial side of things when it comes to, you know, land for sale, larger parcels are continuing to see that same level of, of increase. It's not a discounted rate. If you're buying five acres or one acre, you're getting the same price per acre across the board, which is uh, pretty substantial. So just for our listeners' sake there, hypothetically, I had a one acre parcel three years ago. I just bought for 700000 I might be able to sell that same parcel 36 months later, let's say it's got great highway exposure to an end user for as much as two and a half or $3 million. Well, yeah. I mean, it, again, depends on, it depends on location and what the end user sees it for, but absolutely you're looking at, you know, at least a hundred percent, 150% increase over the past, you know, three years for sure. Unbelievable. So one thing you probably, uh, this question you probably get all the time, Jeff, and I feel like in Vancouver, this was the, the kind of late 2017 question we'd get in the residential market. But with those types of increases, where does Kelowna go from here? I mean, it seems like, you know, you think of Aqua, the Aqua sellout. Um, I think, you know, Mission Group was undoubtedly pleasantly surprised with the blended price per square foot on the, uh, the end result there in terms of what they were selling that stuff for. But on the commercial spaces that have increased, you know, 100, 150%, like where, where do we go from here? Well, I mean, there's, again, there's without, without a lot of supply, you know, a lot of people who are looking to get into the market are looking for something that's, you know, hopefully, you know, turnkey in an effort to try and save some, you know, upfront capital. But a lot of people are understanding and realizing that there might need to be a little bit extra money in the bank because it'll be, you know, new construction that they're going to have to find themselves getting into and having to build those spaces out. So um, as far as, you know, that on the leasing side of things, that's where we we're definitely starting to see the trend. Like can people, when it comes to budgeting and looking at the scope of what their business model is, can they withstand, you know, that capital upfront capital improvement costs because we lack so much inventory that new construction is where we need to go or try to find that right fit. And then on the land side of things, if you're, you know, multifamily or, or even on the industrial side of things, like what, it's going to become like land assembly stuff and trying to talk to the neighbors and, and see what we can kind of piece together because those larger parcels or what they're looking for doesn't exist. And, and we're going to start to see a bit more off-market activity as we move forward. Otherwise, you're going to find landowners that are just trying to really kind of capitalize on, on the markets and throwing out asking prices that are, uh, are, are kind of breaking the ceiling all over the place. BC Tree Farm site. Along Water yeah. Street there almost seemed like a perfect oh. rectangle or a perfect square 
water views, half a block off of Bernard, kind of ticks all the boxes for developers. That was a site that recently, you know, traded hands. And and correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't it listed around five or five one, five two? Yep. Half a dozen offers later, it sounds like, and, and didn't it accomplish something closer to like seven and a half or seven two or something like that? And that's correct. Absolutely. So it goes almost two, two plus million over asking in a multiple offer situation for a piece of development land on the just on the outside of the or in the downtown core. Right. And is that was yeah. that zoned? Was this? I remember you mentioning a parcel to me maybe a month, month and a half ago that wasn't even zoned for residential. I'm not sure if that was the one, but some of these properties are are basically holding properties where you know the risk that it doesn't actually get uh, the zoning doesn't actually change. Correct. Well, I think this one, and Jeff, maybe you can speak more to it. I think it did have an ability for a 19 or 26 stories, oh, okay. kind of under the OCP. And again, that I don't know if you know things change. But it was a sort of a, a highly sought after piece. But I think just to go, just, you look at it on a percentage basis where it goes, you know, two plus million sure. over asking. That just goes to show you that these developers are buying this stuff. And this might be three years, maybe four years before they deliver the doors. So they have to have a pretty broad scope of what they're looking at. But I think it goes to speak to the confidence these developers have in that marketplace that four years down the road when they deliver this, that market's still going to be in a very stable position. Right. Definitely. The city of Cologne is also. Uh, in the process of approving their OCP for 2040, which again, a lot of people are already taking a really close look at and understanding where the vision for the city is and where they're going to want to see more, you know, densification. And we're getting more and more calls as, you know, the plans moving forward with that long-term type vision. So once that, you know, OCP gets approved, we're going to start seeing certain areas that people will identify and then the same kind of appreciation in the surrounding areas kind of occur as they try to capitalize on on what the city sees down the road. Now, are you seeing the developer pool change? Obviously, the Mission Group, and there's a couple larger ones that have done very, very well in that Okanagan market, especially with Kelowna. Are you now seeing more mainland developers or larger you know, national, international developers now look at Kelowna or trying to get into that marketplace? Ab- absolutely. You know, Nicola Wealth is definitely, you know, looking at things, you know, a lot more closely and, and, and throwing their hat in the ring on a lot of properties within the area. Uh, and we're starting to see more and more larger uh, investment uh, firms and funds taking a, a hard look and, and a long-term vision for, you know, the, the development of Kelowna. And I think that's going to trickle into the tertiary markets, you know, like Lake Country is going to see and how already has seen, like it was the fastest growing city in BC as of like three years ago for people that, you know, wanted to find some value that wasn't in, you know, the priciness that, you know, the Kelowna was offering. West Kelowna is seeing a lot of growth. And I think that's going to, you know, again, trickle into, you know, Penticton, Vernon, all markets that we, that we, work within because they're, you know, Penticton's only an hour away. Vernon's only 45 minutes away. And you can definitely find some value in those tertiary markets that I think, you know, as Kelowna continues to see that demand from these larger corporations that are, you know, spending top dollar for property that people are going to really find that, you know, they might, you know, these other markets become more attractive to them and everybody, I think, benefits, you know, when, when that starts to happen. Well, I think one thing too that we touched on earlier in, in the podcast was about all the different industries that are thriving up there. And one thing I think people may or may not realize, as the population grows in these markets, all the spin-off industries that have to grow with it, education is a major, major market up there in the post-secondary thing. There's a major expansion for the UBCO going on in the downtown core. 
when these things start happening, like education, development, construction, real estate, all these things start booming, you now have to look at upgrading your hospital systems. You have to expand those. You now have to look at upgrading your education systems from K through grade 12 because now you have more families moving in. So there's all these spinoff industries that start to create a really stable working environment up there, which I think has led to a big part. And Jeff, maybe you can tell us a little bit about that as well. What industries up there are, are thriving and continuing to thrive? And, and, where, and where does Kelowna, you know, 10 years from now, what industries are growing? Well, I think more to your point, you know, the education uh, sector is, is growing. You had mentioned and alluded to UBCO downtown. Uh, you know, KGH down in, in the mission, like our, our hospital there, they've continued to grow, you know, year over year with a, a lot more development happening down, you know, in, in the mission area, which is a you know, highly sought after area, you know, industrial construction, e-commerce right now with the, with the pandemic and people moving to online and trying to find locations that are good distribution channels that have, you know, you know warehouse slash showroom you know, tight spaces. So, you know, e-commerce has definitely seen, you know, major, major growth and, and demand. And I don't see that slowing down moving forward. You know, the, the airline industry, you know, the, the airport's going to continue to expand. They have expansion plans. So, you know, I think, you know, to, to your point, Corey, these industries that have been here to support, you know, the growth of Kelowna will continue to do so throughout the next, you know, 10 years. And I think that's where the city of Kelowna itself saw the vision for that, you know, density increase and have put in good infrastructure and incentives for those industries to be able to support that as well moving forward. One thing that kind of really surprised me is when they brought out the spec tax, and I know there was a big uproar in Kelowna because there was a lot of vacation homes and all that stuff there. And seeing these recent sales like Aqua, where they're selling out buildings in record time, you mean we? I know down here talking to people and investors that are buying up there. It, it just seems like it had almost little to no effect in that marketplace. Are these people? You know, is the market shifting from more like these sort of recreational vacation homes for people and becoming more of like an investor market who's buying all this stuff? Absolutely. And you know, there's no speculation tax on commercial real estate, so that's where the commercial real estate industry has really seen. Um, you know, that, that level of increase and, and attractability is that people can invest and get a return without having to spend that additional, you know, tax. And, um, you know, for their businesses and for their employees, these, you know, you know the housing market continues to benefit because more people are going to need to move into the area uh, and then they become, you know, their personal residents. So it's, you know, where we did start to see a few of uh, the properties, maybe with a little bit higher, you know, with the vacancy tax and that sort of thing, like your lakefronts and your, you know, higher priced homes, you know, may have been affected by that. But on the speculation tax for, you know, two bedroom condo, it didn't translate the same way. People can still see the value in investing in that type of real estate moving forward. So, so that's a the, a great point about BC uh, vacancy and speculation tax not impacting commercial real estate. For those, you know, I think there's a lot of people listening that I think we'd call mom and pop investors that are potentially thinking about Kelowna. Jeff, if you were advising, you know, and I'm not going to come up with a budget, but I, but a kind of mom and pop investor looking to to make a play in in. Kelowna, what would you what would you be saying they should be looking at in terms of best opportunities right now? You know, good question. I do think anything strata office related, like if they're planning on moving here, it depends on what type of investment if they plan to be in Kelowna or not. Um, but if they don't plan to be in Kelowna, you know, there's 
still lots of industrial strata that's coming uh, online. And I think you're still going to see, you know, healthy returns uh, there. You know, like I say, office strata, anything, you know, I mean, and maybe I'm a little bit bullish on it because I've been doing, you know, multiple transactions in that area. But anything strata related, commercial strata related, I think is both affordable and desirable for an end user. So whether you're an owner occupier or you want to lease it out in a 5,000 square feet and under range, I think mom and pops can, you know, afford that. And we still have the demand to either, you know, lease it or have them see the value in taking on the investment long-term and then moving their businesses here. So, And can we talk about just, you know, and I know this is a, a very broad, hard question to answer, but generally the cost of, of those types of investments, like, uh, you know, average price per square foot. Depends on obviously what the improvements are. Uh, if you're buying, you know, shell conditioned space, you know, obviously, you know, Corey spoke to our, you know, the powerhouse development when that was, which is now obviously sold out, they were asking 400 a foot for office space with no improvements on the inside. You know, we're looking at, you know, built out office space, you know, ranging anywhere from, you know, 400 to 600 a foot, again, depending on the improvements that are inside the space, you know, industrial warehouse, depending on the location has increased up to, you know, between 285 a foot to 325 a foot. And again, shell space, no bathrooms, no HVAC distribution, you know, some have mezzanines, some don't, some are enclosed, some don't. So there's going to be, again, that capital expenditure budget that buyers are going to need to be aware of as construction costs go up. It's like, well, it's great. We can buy this for 300 a foot, but what's it going to cost us to build it out so that we can actually tenant it? And what's that going to be? Is that going to be an extra 100 a foot? 125 a foot, who's the end user going to be, who are we going to attract and what do we want to put into the space? So those things really need to be considered. It's not just getting your hands on, you know, a shell space for 300 a foot. It's what do you do with it afterwards and how do you make sure that you can, you know, lease it out successfully so you're not sitting on it waiting for the right person to come along. Well, one thing investors have to consider very carefully is, the, is what we call the cap rate. So the capitalization rates, the rate, of, you know, they're, they're getting returns on their money when they buy in. If I buy a, a strata industrial investment property down here, I'm probably going to get anywhere between a two and a half and a three cap rate. If I buy that same product in Kelowna that has probably very similar vacancy rates to we have down here, what type of cap rate am I getting, Jeff? If I'm an investor and I got a million bucks and down here I can get two and a half or three percent cap rate on a tenanted property in the industrial world, what would I get on that same type of acquisition in Kelowna? You know, we've seen between four and five percent is can we get higher than five you know definitely did we get higher than five on that you know um that office strata unit that we you know cory mentioned earlier on that assignment we absolutely did which is why he's probably Jeff, kicking himself what did i ever do i don't to need you? to i don't mean to open old wounds but <laughs> rubbing salt but uh, that was you my know, retirement <laughs> <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be fine. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it definitely, you know, I think right now as an investment, people are bringing stuff to market and we're seeing sub 5% property being you know offered. Uh, if you're getting close to five or higher, I think that's shifted. But again, referring to, you know, when I moved here five years ago, it was between five and six and that has definitely shrunk. But when you, again, compare it to lower mainland returns, that cap rate is still 
pretty attractive, which is why I think we're starting to see and continue to see investment and investors from from the lower mainland because they can get an additional you know point point and a half on uh, on their return. Well, that's one thing too why we we've, we've had a lot of success with with investors down here buying in Kelowna. So to, to take Jeff's comment there and sort of just unpack it, if I have a million dollars and I buy an industrial unit down here, and let's say hypothetically I'm getting a two and a half cap, I'm making $25,000 a year in base rent or NOI on the property to service my debt on the million bucks. I take that same million bucks and I go to Kelowna and I get a five cap, that's 50,000. That's double the return I potentially would get here. I could get up there in that hypothetical scenario. And that's why you're seeing a lot of mainland investors now and people probably from Alberta as well that are also looking into that market because they're saying the vacancy rates aren't a lot different. So I'm not paying for my own risk, but I'm taking my same amount of money I invest down in the mainland. I'm going to go to Kelowna and I'm potentially going to make double my money annually on it as I would down here. And one thing, you I mean, the argument always would be, well, lease rates are going up faster in greater Vancouver than they are in Kelowna. And that was a, probably a true statement three years ago, five years ago. But I think, you know, to Jeff's point earlier on in the podcast is these lease rates are growing at a very, very fast pace, almost to the same pace that we see in a greater Vancouver market now in Kelowna. So my million dollars would greatly be better serviced say in Kelowna making 50000 a year for me than it would be down here making 25000 on that scenario. Sounds like you're talking yep. yourself out of a job. Well, I'll be working for Jeff up there in no time. <laughs> Always got room. <laughs> so one thing um, I'm just thinking of here, and it's uh, I hate to be the bring a kind of negative element to it, but you know we know a, a lot of people you know who have been excited about Kelowna for a long time, and it seems like I think you're right. Like COVID had you know almost a well, a positive impact on on real estate prices. If you, I guess, if you own real estate in Kelowna, uh, <laughs> if you're looking for it, it's, it's probably negative. But basically, it seems like the last year, year and a half, Kelowna's been on a real run in residential, but also commercial real estate. And of course, these fires, like this year, but a couple years ago, it does seem like you know it's unfortunately going to be a regular occurrence where you know we're dealing with longer fire seasons and fire seasons that kind of impact everyone's life in BC more dramatically than they have in the past. I'm just wondering what the kind of vibe is on the ground right there. Like Corey mentioned that he, that a lot of people have kind of left the city in the last couple of weeks just to get away from the smoke is what's your sense of kind of where, where Kelowna goes from here? Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's, it's uh, a really good point. Unfortunately, like you know, Kelowna has had to deal with really you know, bad, you know, August months where, you know, the, the smoke comes in and being in the valley, it doesn't leave. So I think, you know, people who have you know, grown up here and are accustomed to, you know, that, that everlasting summer are making plans to their August months to, you know, incorporate the chance of the fire season, which is extremely unfortunate. Right. And what we're seeing right now, you know, and I know you've already had the, you know, the, the insurance commercial podcast, but, you know, fire insurance right now for people wanting to close on properties is becoming extremely challenging. And we're getting, you know, possession dates of properties getting pushed back because, you know, the developers can't get the, you know, the strata insurance in place for their industrial developments. And, and so those types of things are really impacting the commercial 
landscape and moving forward on the insurance side of things, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, you know, in Kelowna, because it's still going to experience this moving forward. And it's going to be interesting to see how the insurance companies respond and where we're going to end up, you know, with these new buyers and, you know, even tenants looking to get tenant insurance for, for certain properties has been challenging, especially within the last two weeks. You know, we had the fire in West Kelowna just, um, you know, last week that started on Friday and it's been, um, it's been challenging for sure. And so it'll be interesting to see where we go with that. Yeah. You know what? We have some, well, friends and clients who, who are closing at one water right downtown. And I know there's been yeah. some talk about challenges with insurance, even for that completion, which seems, yeah, it's kind of the landscape has changed so quickly and so dramatically that it's like, I, you know, I was getting calls about it and it's like, what, what do you, what do I, what do I do? We're yeah. in new, new territory here. It is. It is. It really is. Um, and unfortunately, that's just going to translate into higher costs until we get <laughs> until we can try and figure it out. But yeah, it, this is it adds a new layer to the and complexity to the to the whole you know purchase or lease process and making sure you have that not only in place. It's not. I mean, typically, I've, we've experienced people who save maybe getting insurance at the last minute before taking possession. And I'm definitely starting to recommend that we need to get this sorted out, you know, first and foremost, as you're reviewing a lease document or reviewing the the contract itself, you need to have somebody who's working for you for insurance because it's not going to be something that you can just make a phone call and you have it within 24 to 48 hours anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just, just thinking about, you know, where the, where the market's at. So, you know, looking from, our vantage point here in, in Vancouver, my impression is kind of the, at least on the residential side, that Kelowna was kind of super frothy in the March and April. It was real, it was like, you know, going gangbusters and it's still quite busy, but it's, it's kind of leveled out a little bit. And there's been some amazing pre-sale launches that maybe you can speak to, like, you know, the yeah. Aqua, the Mission Group project, you know, uh, was, I think they sold out before they even got to you know, the VIPs somehow. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but can you talk, I guess, a little bit about the last six to eight months, I guess, in the, in the commercial space? And are you seeing a slowdown right now? I mean, we're definitely still seeing demand. Um, you know, the phone calls are still coming in. You know, August typically levels out a little bit, but I think that just has to do with people, you know, and, and, and being summer. We don't expect it to really slow down at all, you know, come September. And, you know, it might, it might plateau a little bit, but I, I don't see the demand and the interest in Kelowna uh, going away anytime soon. And uh, I think it's just going to continue to have people from, again, you know, not only Vancouver, but Alberta coming in and, and converging on, on Kelowna, who have identified it as a long-term play. And I don't think that that's going to change anytime soon. So... Can we talk a little bit about where the buyers are from? I mean, I guess you've been there in the last five years and, you know, so things have probably not changed all that much. I'm thinking, you know, Kelowna in the, in 20, 25 years ago, I think the city feels dramatically different, but is it still, well, maybe I'll just put it to you this way. Have the pools of buyers in the, and where people are interested, uh, reaching out changed over the last five years or, or where are people, where are the buyers coming from? I mean, it's locally, uh, and then you know, Lower Mainland, Vancouver, and Alberta. You know, Calgary, Edmonton. You know, the the distance between 
you know, Calgary and, and Kelowna is, you know, six hours, Vancouver, it's, it's four, um, you know, the international airport of Kelowna really helps people in terms of accessibility. Uh, so that's where we've seen the majority of them, but it's definitely still on the radar of the larger corporations, you know, even further out East, um, and even down in from the, you know, from the States, but the majority of them are still Vancouver and Alberta based, but it's continuing to, you know, get a spotlight shone on it, you know, continuously bad or good. And it's, um, you know, continuing to drive interest levels and phone calls and inquiries just to see how people can make it work. So Jeff, we, we know yep. you're busy up there and you guys got lots going on. We have our MLG six pack where we ask you six lighthearted questions about yourself outside of the office there. Do you got just a few more minutes to, to hang out with us? Absolutely. So the MLG six pack is brought to you by McKinnis Law Group for all your commercial legal needs, whether it's a commercial closing or a lease needed, please contact McKinnis Law Group at mlglaw.ca. All right, Jeff, here we go. First one up. When you find the time, because I know you're working so hard and you live in a wonderland up there. Favorite vacation spot? Uh, I mean, growing up on the coast, anything, you know, ocean related. Uh, I was a fishing guide on the west coast of Vancouver Island for, for a summer. And there's nothing better than being out catching, uh, catching a 30 plus pound salmon. So um, I love heading up north like Bella Bella. Uh, that being said, you know, Hawaii is also a great, you know, vacation spot. Fishing is more of a working vacation, but if I'm just going to relax, I'd probably have to say Maui or something like that. So I'm going to, I'm going to add two comments to Jeff's vacation spot. So Jeff's claim to fame is also not just downtown Jeff Brown. This man fought an orca for a fish that got tens of thousands of views on YouTube. Wait, we got to hear this. Jeff, so what what, what do our listeners have to Google to find this video again? Uh, It's, it's Kelowna man battles orca. I am not on the line. My my, co- my cousin is is on the line, but it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Typically, you don't get a souvenir when it's you versus an orca, but this day the orca only got half the fish, and we got to keep the other half. And it's definitely uh, an experience I'll I'll never forget. And this video was on, wasn't it on the news? Did it did yeah, it make we, it to the news? Sent it in. Yeah, it made yeah, global. Yeah, made global and. You know, Castnet, which is like the local, uh, uh, the news media uh, over here. So, yeah, that was definitely a topic of conversation that comes up (laughs) often for sure. And and when you say battles in Orca, like, were you punching the Orca? Like, what what does this look like? (laughs) We we can just let the viewers imagine what they want. (laughs) (laughs) You don't, you don't get, you don't get many uh, opportunities to to physically encounter them or have them that close. But uh, (laughs) I believe, I believe what, what they heard underwater was, was, uh, was a fish that was struggling and uh, it didn't take them long start making a beeline towards our boat and it was between us us and them and so i think the fact that we were able to you know get half of it was still a still a big win wow. in our books and and yeah the, the other comment there is is jeff talks about how he enjoys hawaii and maui and i mean our listeners don't realize this but jeff's wife works for westjet so he tells me 
48 hour trips to Maui oh. that would make anyone in this, anyone listening jealous. I feel like I'm jealous of uh, Not, your oh. entire uh, don't work after 2 p.m. Well, like, no work downtown after downtown Jeff Brown. Like, this is no work after that, 2 p.m. That is not, that is not true. Let's not start those rumors. Downtown the Jeff Brown. stuff is true. Every, every couple, every couple times a year when, uh, when Delin uh, gets back working again, we'll, um, you know, because obviously with WestJet, it's been a bit of a challenge, but, um, uh, and people flying and stuff. But when that starts to happen again, I'm looking forward to taking advantage of that perk for sure. So not only does this man fight Shamu <laughs> on YouTube, he goes to Maui for the weekend. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, if you're looking for Jeff, you're going to email him at downtown Jeff Brown at living my best life. Dot com. All right. We got uh, the second question here for you, Jeff, <laughs> while you're living your best life, favorite band or song. Uh, big fan of Nathaniel Ratliff and the night sweat. Oh, nice. Nice. I've seen them uh, twice. I saw them once at the Commodore Ballroom. The other time was at Deer Lake Park out in the amphitheater there. They are just a phenomenal band. Uh, really love their really love their music. They're, yeah, definitely definitely them right now. Did, yeah. did, did they ever open for Nickelback? I just don't I don't I don't <laughs> recognize the band. <laughs> they have they have not my knowledge no that's probably why i don't know who they are yeah, i mean i'm a huge i'm a huge fan i'm a huge fan as well uh favorite movie jeff oh man um pulp fiction i think if i had to pick one definitely definitely up there i'm a big big lebowski fan as well but uh I really like Quentin Tarantino. I saw and and just love the the dialogue that he brings uh, to his movies. So it was just on the other day, and I was just like, you know what? This is this is just the classic. This might be my favorite of his, and might might be my favorite in general. See now, now this is all making sense because every time I'm in the Kelowna office and I'm like, hey Jeff, I'm gonna grab a coffee. Where do you want to go? He always instantly goes to this place called Pulp Fiction <laughs> in Kelowna. He's like, we gotta go. We gotta go. So now, now it's all starting to make sense here. I got yeah, you. you know what I though? You're you. the. This is a, a young podcast, and you're the second we just had on a guest who had true romance. As so, we're oh, doing we're doing so, a lot of Tarantino. Yeah, he's and and you know he didn't direct that one, but but he wrote it obviously. Right. Um, I believe the story is he wrote that, and the money he made from that uh, screenplay that he used to uh, do Reservoir Dogs. But when you watch True Romance directed by Ridley Scott and you like some of the, the conversations and the interactions between the characters, you can totally see Quentin Tarantino's fingerprints all over it, which is awesome. I love that movie too. Actually, I told, I didn't even realize he didn't direct that cause I watched it in the last year and I just assumed that, uh, that was a full Tarantino movie. I, uh, I almost no. have a feeling that, that Jeff Brown, Matt Scalina and John Switzer are be going for a beer here pretty soon. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm establishing <laughs> yeah. a whole new group of friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just trying to take over the And podcast. in Reservoir Dogs, they got a Mr. Brown, right? <laughs> Mr. Blue, Mr. White. There's a Mr. Brown in Reservoir Dogs. Happens to be Quentin Tarantino's character in that movie. <laughs> it's almost becoming a little too creepy. <laughs> uh, inspirational quote uh, or quote you live by? Uh, I was just watching a talk the other day and this one just kind of you know, stuck with me and it said uh you know be yourself because everyone else is taken 
It's a good I one. I kind of like yeah. that one. That's so. a good one. Never, never heard that one. That's a good one. One book you would recommend, Jeff, to anybody listening. Doesn't have to be about commercial real estate. No, it it won't be. Um, and I I am a fan of the the podcast, so I've heard it come up in a conversation. I don't know if somebody's actually mentioned the book since you know where I'm up to, but Kitchen, Kitchen Confidential for me is one of the best books that I've ever read. And you know, Anthony Bourdain has a way with words. And that book, when I was starting my you know restaurant career. It's still, you can go back to that thing and it's, it's just a pleasure to read. That's an amazing book. That's an amazing book. Yeah. And, uh, I haven't seen this new documentary, but, uh, I'm, I'm almost sure. thinking that our MLG six pack is going to be Matt loves our guests <laughs> six pack. And I'm just going like, to exit early now. Cause everyone that comes on kitchen is confidential is genuinely <laughs> a very, very good book. There's no, there's no question about that. We need to find a guest that listens to Nickelback and wants to recommend <laughs> Color with Numbers because that's kind of my level. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Piece of advice you would give somebody maybe looking to enter the commercial real estate market as an investor, and we'll we'll tailor it to Kelowna. What's a piece of advice you give an investor looking maybe who wants to get into the Kelowna marketplace? I mean, having somebody locally who know understands the market is definitely key. Um, and as we've kind of spoken about on this. Uh, this session, um, you know, having, you know, like I say, an insurance broker in place, having these people in your corner, knowing what your end goal is prior to, you know, even starting a transaction or the engagement process is going to be really key because, you know, time flies and with the busyness and how quickly things need to happen for, you know, somebody to get involved or to, to secure a property, to have those people in place that, you know, are able to, you know, work hard on your behalf, you know, not necessarily at a moment's notice, but who are available to you, who understand what you need is going to be really key to ensure that you can identify the property and get everything in terms of information that you can make an informed decision and, and move forward successfully. Well, I mean, and speaking to that point too, in a market like Kelowna, that that's very, very hot right now. I mean, not a lot of the products making it to market. And I know that Jeff has been involved in several transactions there with some some really good properties along the Bernard Block and stuff like that, of all this stuff trading hands off market, that if it got to market, hypothetically right now, you might see multiple offers on it. Having the ability to have someone local on the ground who knows who these sellers are to get this product purchased before it gets to that market is key. Because if it gets to the market, you could end up paying... Fifty, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars, maybe potentially more, or not even get the property altogether. So, right. I mean, Jeff's advice there is, is, is super, super important, especially in a small market like Kelowna. Well, well, that's a, that's a great segue to uh, to the last question for you, Jeff. How can people reach you and find out more about what you're doing up there in Kelowna? Uh, they can uh, email me at Jeff Brown at WilliamWright.ca, or call me directly on my cell two five zero five seven five eight seven. Six, eight, and any time after 2.30 is just fine. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, thanks again for your time, Jeff. That was a great conversation. And, uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoy the rest of the summer up there. Yeah, thank you. My pleasure, guys. I appreciate it. Great. Thanks so much for joining us, Jeff. Take care. All right. Take care. There you have it, folks, our discussion with downtown Jeff Brown from Kelowna. Yeah, really enjoyed that conversation with Jeff, Matt. And, uh, you know, we've said it on our show a lot, but 
huge fans of the Okanagan, huge fans of Kelowna. It's been a and tough... And huge fans of Jeff Brown. Yeah, was, exactly. Yeah. Seems like a good dude. Yeah, and you know what? We've spent a lot of time in the Okanagan over the past uh, couple of years, specifically. And one thing I'll say is this has been a, obviously a super challenging summer for everybody. We've been thinking about everybody in the Okanagan. A lot of challenges, but man, does that market... Like I just heard from, uh, heard from several people going to school and having their kids getting ready to go to school in Kelowna. Hot destination right across Canada. Hot destination. The rents as well, on the residential side at least, on yeah. some of that new product that's coming downtown, like the rents... Oh, are, one are water? St- str- yeah. Stronger than Vancouver downtown rents. Absolutely. It's yeah. nuts. You're getting more for one beds at one water than you would get for uh, for one beds basically in Yaletown. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. the the vacancy rate too. I mean, it's like, I know, like I had a place on, it was, we may have talked about this on the show, but I had a coach house that I rented out not too long ago. In Kelowna. In Kelowna. And uh, we had, I can't remember, like something like eight or 10 applicants for it. There's a lot of people looking for housing in Kelowna and uh, there's not a lot of supply on the rental market. And I, I would say, and it's, it's a desirable place to live in. It's mostly people moving to Kelowna from other areas. So talk about just uh, interprovincial travel and right across the country, people moving to Kelowna just because they see what a great dynamic city it's become. Yeah, lots of opportunities, residential and commercial. Uh, for sure. Real estate wise, for sure. What else do we got before we uh, cut for the day here, Adam? One, for all your commercial real estate needs, Get in touch with Corey and the gang over at WilliamWright.ca. Yeah. Corey at WilliamWright.ca. He's usually the one to make this pitch, but it is true. These guys know the Vancouver market and obviously surrounding areas, Victoria, Kelowna, soon to be Kamloops, very well. A lot of the deals that happen in the commercial space transact offline, off MLS. So it's great to be in touch with a great broker. That's Corey at WilliamWright.ca. And of course, Adam, these episodes do live at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com, the site for all your real estate needs. Head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com and sign up specifically in the commercial space, the live wire where we have VIP access to commercial projects as well as uh, residential resale projects, but there's no reason you shouldn't be on that list. No, for sure. And last but not least, uh, as we mentioned in the intro, we are sponsored by Impact Commercial Lending. With over 50 years of combined lending experience for all your commercial lending needs, visit Impact Commercial at impactcommercial.ca. Matt, that is it for today. I'm going to just say to Corey, we will see you back next week. (laughs) End of summer. Uh, we're stuck in a podcast studio. But we're back. We're back next week after the long weekend. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a bump and, bump and fall. This fall is going to take off. Wait for it. Subscribe today.